Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, wrestling Podcast. Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Rob's not here today, and we're left desolate, but golf could make a man of me yet. We're on this charming pod, this podcast. I, I didn't write any more. Hello everyone, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Podmania, Rob's not here. Again, because he got trapped on a roller coaster. Um, Garcia. <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> we have been in so many arguments this week, haven't we, Garf? Not it's with each other. Been good. <laughs> been good. <laughs> it's been a delicious week for Podmania. Yeah. Um. The thing is, well, it's uh, the, had, the big one. The... the big one was this woman being completely anti-Semitic who somehow ended up on our Twitter feed. Like, it turns out we didn't follow her. And I don't, so I don't know how she got there. But she was like, um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. She was like, oh, name a good Jewish wrestler. You can't. And I, and I, I replied going with David Starr to, to the bin with you. And then well, Gar- it was, no, it was, a, no, it was a, name me a, a Jewish wrestler that isn't a jerk or something. No, that isn't trash is what she said. Yeah, that's uh... And then, like, you just came naming a million wrestlers. And I didn't know Macho Man was Jewish. But um, you named, like, a million wrestlers. And then you were like, now get away, you off, you troglodyte or something. And then, like... <laughs> you, you vile creature. Yeah, and I'm like, it's bad. Because, like, I, I don't know if you knew I responded, but now I just look like one person. Like, we can blame Rob here was <laughs> bullying <laughs> this person, this poor anti-Semite. And, yeah, just... But we argued with the quite... Because, honestly... Ralph and I, I um, we found out about Lionheart, so I kind of needed a fight. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So, like, I was kind of glad that happened, but also at the point, I was also, like, holding back Garth, like, no, stop it. She's already <laughs> dead. Although, I made friends with a Canadian hobo who I invited to my wedding. I just need to... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just need to find... <laughs> I just need to find a partner. And so, if anyone's out there, I'm on Tinder. Um... <laughs> So today we have um, some short things about stardom, um, a very short thing, about, I'll just say this short thing about New Japan right now actually, um, Zack Sabre beat Yoshihashi, of course he was going to do that, Yoshihashi <laughs> isn't taking Zack Sabre's spot on the G1, although like um, this relatively big person we follow called Amy O or something, was saying, oh I think I speak for everyone when I say I'm supporting Yoshihashi, I'm like, no don't fucking speak for everyone, you don't speak for everyone, who the fuck are you speaking for, Yoshihashi's speak, parents? Don't like... speak for Podmania, the anti-Yoshi cast. <laughs> Right, okay. To be fair, Yoshihashi isn't even the person I hate most in New Japan, but honor goes to Goto. But 
<laughs> you don't speak for everyone. Um, also going quick, to be quickly touching on Stardom, which I'm sure is going to make Garth really happy, because every time I mention Stardom, he, I, I, something about Stardom, he's just like, nope, this doesn't sound like the kind of wrestling for me. No. Yeah. Um, we're also, slightly weird. <laughs> we'll also be talking about um, Stomping Ground, um, AEW's Fighter Fest, we'll be previewing that. Um, this week's Impact, as well as some peppering in some things about the last few weeks impact because it's actually been a couple weeks and uh of course and matches of the week but anyway gaff aside from that how are you i'm very good i'm uh suitably refreshed uh suitably hang on refreshed? what are you drinking <laughs> perfect but, but uh, tonight actually it's bud but oh fuck that doesn't that, that barely counts as beer I know, but it's all I had in the fridge. Stone so. Cold won't drink Budweiser, and he just... But again, he doesn't actually drink beer, he just pours it on himself. Yeah, but he used to get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very, very true. So I'm going to start with my We Stardom thing. So, um, the five gra- the five Star Grand Prix was announced recently, and Gaff, that's for, like, their G1. Yeah. It has, like, it has shorter time limits. I think it's a 15-minute time limit. Interestingly, because it's <laughs> no, because Stardom's a much faster-paced promotion. You know, like other than Dragon Gate, it's probably the fastest-paced promotion in Japan. And so, like big names are announced. Of course, you have like Mayo Iwatani, um, Saki, um, Tan Nakano, um, Hanakamura. None of these me- names mean anything to you. Um, <laughs> Konami, um, you know them. They made Metal Gear Solid. Um, B Priestley, <laughs> Jungle Kiona, um, Mama Watanabe, um, B and. Also, which made me very happy, Casey Owens of ICW fame. And oh, also Avery, who I believe is from Australia. Now, Stardom bringing in international talent is one of my biggest reasons for enjoying Stardom. Because it's like, oh, I didn't know this person existed. Oh, this person's really good. However, I have found out that a large proportion of the Stardom fan base hate non-Japanese wrestlers. I mean, like, really? the, Eng- I mean, like the English-speaking Stardom fan base. Right. And I'm, Why? Why? Well, like well, an exclusivity thing. Well, Gaff. No, Stardom doesn't sign. Like, it's. They don't force people to have exclusive contracts. That's the thing. Like, B Priest is um, going between Stardom and AEW and things like that. Or, mm. like, Mayo Iwatani had a run in um, Ring of Honor. Yeah. But. Um, it is exemplified by this comment on the Five Star Grand Prix um, YouTube video. If you don't believe this is real, you can just go to that video. There's not many comments on it. Why add those two random foreigners at the end? Nobody is watching Joshi to see non-Japanese women. And they'll bring down the quality of the tournament because foreign women are so much worse than the Japanese. Plus, 18 people is too much. Think about how hard this tournament is to the girls. Why waste money booking these two and forcing your contracted wrestlers to work extra when they, you don't have the draw or any money and they will have bad matches? Uh, Here's the thing. First of all, have you ever seen Casey Owens wrestle? She's fucking great. Second of all, like, Gaff, who's your favourite um, girl wrestler right now? I think we all know who it is. Yeah, it's Tessa Blanchard. Tessa but, Blanchard. <laughs> and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> and Ben Charlotte. Is that your top three? Um. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a bit ridiculous because you look at the goddess of stardom. Not the goddess. That's the six-man title. The um, the world of stardom championship, which is their world title, the red belt, and it's been held by a bunch of non-Japanese um, wrestlers like Tony Storm and B Priestley is currently holding it, and Alpha Female, otherwise known as Jazzy Gabbit in NXT UK. Like, and they were great. Like. 
I don't get this. Like, I do feel that pe- some people do just watch stardom to look at Japanese girls. And you know why I think this? Because that's what a lot of the other English-speaking um, comments on this video said. For example, the hottest babes, the best referee, <laughs> Japanese perfection equals stardom. And also, um, what, what's this other one? Keep my eye on Hazuki. Course you will. <laughs> and Natsu Samir is a hottie. That's how they grade them. It's it, like the divas. It's very hard to find someone to talk about stardom with. Because I do, I'll literally just go, yeah, that um, Tam Nakano match was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, but she's fucking hot, isn't she? It's like, that's not what we're talking <laughs> That's not how I started this conversation. I do not like where this conversation is going. <laughs> like, imagine if that was the case in New Japan, where it's like, hey, what about that Okada match? It's like, yeah, what a fucking piece of beef. <laughs> You know, it might happen. <laughs> to be fair, though, I've, I'm sure I have described Okada as an excellent piece of beef. But I don't, I don't know, Gav. I'm really looking forward to this um, tournament, although it, it's literally happening like a week or something after the G1 ends. <laughs> I feel really sorry for anyone who just follows Japanese wrestling, because say you're just following, say, All Japan, New Japan, and Stardom. Champions Carnival was very closely followed by the best Super Juniors, which is very closely followed by the G1, which is very closely followed by the Five Star Grand Prix. And that's like, it's not like just one event. No, that's the, that's the thing. It's most all-round Robin tournaments. No, it's too much wrestling. It is a bit <laughs> too much, isn't it? Like, it's, it's much of a muchness, isn't it? Anyway, you get, you get drowned. You get drowned in it. Yeah, there's a reason. Like, I don't follow every Japanese promotion. Part of that is because they don't have. They're not very accessible. Like all Japan do not have any kind of graphics, which means I can't put a name to a face. <laughs> so like, I have to have like fight. Um, not fight. Um, cage match up just to <laughs> when I'm watching the card, just so I can see who everyone is. Us. So like. That's why I like Stardom because it's so accessible. But anyway, I said to Gaff it would only be a short thing, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna move it on now, and we are going to talk about Stomping Ground. Now, first of all, Gaff, you brought to my attention a Rusev thing, which I think you're more qualified to talk about than I am. Yeah, I mean, it was just reported, sort of. Um, I think it was Melter who sort of reported that uh, Rusev's contract is up relatively soon, but. Um, it's not. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed. He just says that he's sort of heard that it is. Um, and it, I mean, I think it's clear to everybody that he's not going to be getting used. He hasn't been getting used really, and he he's not happy. I mean, he's had time off recently. Or he asked for a leave of absence, so he's been off since Super Showdown. Like, even before then, he hadn't really been on TV much. No, not really. Um, and I think the sort of the thought is that for any time that he's asked for off TV, they're just going to keep adding it they've to done, his contract. They've done that before. They did that with Rey yeah. Mysterio. And... I wonder what if, because it's due up soon, um, and I'm guessing it'll be due up before All Out, they'll try and keep him off. Yeah, but to be honest, he'll have, he's big enough to have a 90-day non-compete um, clause. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, so, which, which is still illegal, by the way, WWE. There's a reason I don't give you my money anymore. But, I mean, if he does leave, which I think is probably in his best interest now, um, I'm pretty sure All Elite, New Japan, anywhere else would fucking jump on it. Um, he's a, 
I'm not sure about all, I'm not sure about New Japan. I mean, a bit. Really? Yeah. No. We'd like I've, if we were gonna, but I maybe I don't know. They've surprised me before with who they brought in, but I think I think you'd be good. Like I mean, Elgin did all right over there. Elgin sort of... did, but also like Rusev is a very different worker to Elgin, but just both big. Hmm. I suppose. I, I think if I think he could be a good. He needs to go back to being a heel. A proper monster heel like he was when he was up against Cena and people like that. Yeah, like it's weird. Like, but the gimmick they had there was awful. What they could do though is like the Walter. Like, yeah, he's a foreign heel, but him being foreign isn't what's making him a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, I also thought he like snaps people. Yeah, to be fair, I'd like to see him in like WXW or like go back to Europe. But like, but that's mostly because I mostly because pro I love progress. But anyway, yeah, uh, we had what what's it called again? Stomping grounds. Um, on Sunday, and it was. I, remember, I, I was seeing people on Twitter, Garth, go, and you probably saw them too, going, This show is so much better than I expected. Yeah, I think that's been the general sort of consensus through the whole of wrestling. Now, nobody was excited for it at all. Nobody. No, but his thing, it was better than I expected. It still wasn't a good show. Yeah, but your expectations for uh, WWE is pretty much zero. No, that's the thing. My expectation for any WWE event is, well, I'll be drinking while I'm watching it, so it doesn't really matter. The only difference is, Gareth, I was completely sober watching this. Because um, f- Rob hadn't cancelled yet, so I assumed we'd, um, we'd be talking about it. And I thought there's nothing worse than just a Rob Solo podcast because he hates doing it. So <laughs> I was like, I'll bite the bullet and watch it on um, watchwrestling.in. Because seriously, I am making a point to not watch WWE until we give a wrestler's healthcare. Um... Or at least to pay for WWE. Like, fuck you, WWE. But, <laughs> like, okay. So I'll just run down the cards and I'll tell you my thoughts. So first of all, there was the triple threat, which was Gulak, Tazawa, and Tony Nese. And it was a really good opener. Like, honestly, there's no reason it shouldn't have been on the main card. All three men really popped the crowd. It was quite a smarky crowd. So where were they, actually? Where? They were uh... in... Washington. That's not. It's not a smart yeah, place. I guess it's not think, too far from. I think the whole of the whole of wrestling is smart, you know. Yeah, I guess so. In the Tacoma Dome, um, there's no thing here for attendance, but apparently it didn't sell too well. Nah, I don't think. Uh, but I, I don't think many people were too bothered. Well, to be honest, apparently floor seats cost five hundred dollars. <laughs> Which, like, no. Jesus Christ, they're not helping themselves. Yeah, they're really fucking not. But anyway, this was really good. Um, it was. It's about as good as you'll get in like any PWG opener. Yeah. Like it was a bunch of moves to get the get the crowd hype, which is fine. But like you need to have better things to follow that. Well, that's what I was talking about with them. Um, one of my friends. It's like this match obviously was good, but then you follow it up with nothing that is like that match. So you're selling the. This is a pre-show, so you're selling the pay-per-view on this type of match. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, obviously nobody's. If somebody was coming in blind, which they're probably not, but if they're coming in and never seen it before and they think, oh, shit, this is good, I'll buy the pay-per-view, what the fuck is this? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but to be fair, if you didn't already slips. have the network, Gav, don't you know you can get it for free and you also get Extreme Rules for free? Um, With Undertaker. My biggest annoyance about this, Gav, is they do it in every single pre-show I ever watch. They cut away halfway through for an advert. Yeah. And like it's based around the song "This Boots Are Made for Walking," and it's like, great, great, great. But Wayne's Revolution clearly fucking worked. 
And <laughs> um, so just that cuts back, and then like again, this match was good. Seven, a seven out of ten, and it, I'd, I'd say it's about as good as um, the Kip Sabian, um, was it Sammy Guevara match from the um, Double or Nothing pre-show? It was that good. Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really good pre-show. But here's the thing: that match was followed by um, by the all. Um, double or nothing card. Every match of which topped it. <laughs> you gave away your match of the night here. Well, yeah. Oh well. Maybe. Um, this, there's not much to say about the actual match actually, because it was all just moves. If you want to see like a bunch of moves just being thrown about, you're better watching halftime heat again. But moving on now to the main show, we had the Royal Women's Title on the line with Becky Lynch taking on Gas favorite Lacey Evans. And no, you don't mind Lacey Evans. It's Rob who hates Lacey Evans. I don't mind that. To be fair, after this match, after this show, I hate Lacey Evans. But this is better than their Money in the Bank match. I'll say that much. Like Becky, uh, well. did, <laughs> Becky did a good job of working around um, Lacey Evans' limitations. Like she wasn't trying to. This was the house. I saw the uh... the really loud call. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that at the time because I'll be honest, Gareth, I wasn't paying full attention. Um, what was I doing at the same time? Oh yeah, I was downloading um, wrestlers on Fire Pro, and I was like, okay, I'll do this, put this on in the background while I'm doing that. And... I saw the botch where she sort of there was the calls, and then Becky went for a sort of kick, but Lizzie was in the wrong place. Yeah, and I, Becky I, looked suitably pissed. But I don't know why they're continuing. I, I don't know who is a fan of Lacey backstage, but they're pushing Vince. away. Yeah, probably Vince. Um, but yeah, it, it was fine. I initially gave it a six. Now I realise I was wrong. I'd give it a five. It was a passable match. Like it, it was a house show match. Yeah. It was a get me through, get me through, and my God, don't hurt me. Um. Just I, I was I'm about to, I was about to say I hope they don't move on, but really I don't give a fuck about WWE. I literally only watched it for the podcast, which is the type. Well, of, it's the type of mark I have become, Gaff. You did see the uh, resulting match from this, didn't you? No, I, I, ha- I don't know anything from Raw about when Undertaker turned up. Oh no, fuck! Is, is it the mixed match? Um, the mixed yeah. match that's happening in Extreme Rules. The match, the match everybody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that when you get to the main event. <laughs> um, next up, we had actually a pr- decent enough tag match. It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the New Day team of Biggie and Xavier. And yeah, this was good. Again, a bunch of moves, no real point to it. But you know, oh, like all. Oh, Four men are great. Like people have forgot. I, you keep forgetting how good Xavier is because we never let him wrestle. But he's yeah. so so good. He's so good. Then you have um, Owens and Zayn, who of course, like pre- it's weird. I saw people complaining, going, "Oh, they've never ta- tagged. Why are they making them tag?" I'm like, "They tagged on the fucking Indies, you cramped." And it's like, these are the plus same- it's like let them on the card. <laughs> yeah, these are the same people with like Kenny Omega as their. Um, fucking pay, um, page icon, and then like I love wrestling, all things wrestling, and it's like fuck off, you friends. But like, don't pretend you know more than you do. Basically, it's the moral of the story. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even pretend to know as much about Impact as Gav. <laughs> Basically, all I know is the bollocks. <laughs> like, I know Killer st- spelled backwards. That's basically my extent. Black Rain, meow meow meow. But... <laughs> don't mention that you get banned. No, you do. Gold Dust will literally well, dust him now, I guess. We'll block you, which is bad because I actually legitimately enjoy the Black Rain character. It was alright. 
No, that's, that's I like the um. Okay, I've had the gold guy. I've had the pedophile, but this is the darkest side of my brain. I do like the thought of like Dustin Rhodes has split personality. Yeah, he has a split personality, and therefore this is how we can trap into all these things. He's not doing that now, which I guess is fine. But also, please continue doing that. Like, you know what you should do? We should paint yourself gold and call himself Oscar. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? God. It would be no. like the, the WWF no. in your house PS1 game. But yeah, this, I'm, I'm filling time here, because really this match was like slightly above average. Big E did this cool, like, through the rocks beer, which is really good now that he's got knacking himself on it. But at the same time, this match would main be a good main event at SmackDown, but it it served no purpose. Like it's not even like if Kami were associated in any way with Ziggler, I can see this being a way to keep both teams out. I guess, but yeah, it it was no. it, it was good. Gaff, I gave it a seven. Rob gave it an eight. I conceded it to him to give him the eight because have have you ever tried to argue with Rob about ratings? It's actually either <laughs> it's either very easy or very hard. Um, well, he, he holds the he holds the key to the the website anyway. So yeah, okay. he's given us the password to everything but the website. Uh, he's just read it. He's uh, just dub over it when you say, "I'm giving it eight. <laughs> well, I would assume that Rob doesn't just listen to the um, intro to make sure I'm not insulting him and pressing <laughs> it up, assuming all else is fine. Um, <laughs> Next up was probably the match of the main card for me. It was Ricochet versus um, Samoa Joe. Yeah, this is the one I want to... I'll have to check this one out, because uh, I've it, heard good things. It was really good. Um, like, you know, it's one of those matches where if, it went 12 minutes, right? Which isn't enough to have, like, a really, really good match, unless you're yeah. doing, like, a loop... For Samoa Joe, I should say, this isn't enough to have a good match. Samoa Joe does better with the more time he's given. If this was, say, Ricochet versus Almas or something, they could do magic in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Because that's just what they do. Joe tells a story. You know, that's the thing. Joe is a storyteller. Sometimes he does stupid things, like that time, I think it was Bound for Glory 2007, where he did the um, jumping senton onto the fucking stairs. <laughs> you know. But, you know, he's smartened up now. He's become a gaff wrestler. And he was always a Garth wrestler. <laughs> He's always been my guy. <laughs> um, but this match was really good. Um, the great power versus um, speed story. And again, these guys needed at least 15 minutes. Like, this, the ending felt super abrupt. Like It always tends to on these title matches. No, exactly. And like, there's some matches here that did not need to be as long as they were. For example, this... But matches on this card this went shorter than include Reigns versus Drew, um, Brian and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, <laughs> and it only went a minute longer than Lynch versus Evans. Yeah. So it, it did need more time. You could have taken a little bit of time from a bunch of matches, but overall this was still really good. It's not really the performance fault, and honestly, a rematch could do him well. Um, I'm sad to see Joe's off because I, I did agree with you, Gaff. I wanted him to have that long monster run, and he hasn't because he's just sort of had two short reigns because of that botch uh, money in the bank. He seems to just be sort of the guy, he's the gatekeeper at the minute. Yeah, he's a Dolph Ziggler position while Dolph Ziggler yeah. is having his um, token once every two years title feud. <laughs> but it is a shame because Joe's so good. He's still so good. Like, his matches with AJ last year were great. He always does. I, like, 
that he, he's never given he's never been given like a proper um like time to do a run. full but, match yeah it's yeah it, it, I really can't think of a reason not to because like, he's over like you could hear how much that crowd was chanting Joe mm-hmm. and it's such a shame but yeah Frickishade will make a good champion um, that belt needs a fucking long reign so like yeah I mean, Ricochet is over as hell as well. I mean, well, yeah. massively. And not just, I think it's, he's he is the one who everybody likes, the kids, the parents, and everyone in between. That also, and also, um, do you watch, are you aware of the WWE Performance Center YouTube channel? Nope. Oh, they do not that. And, um, Casey Catanzaro, who is Ricochet's girlfriend. Um, she remember the Elastic Girl from the Rumble. Oh yes. Um, she <laughs> does reactions to all of Ricochet's matches, and it is slightly like it is very nice to see. But um, also at the same time, she's halfway become the host of that channel, which is slightly funny. Yeah. But um, I do recommend it. They do they do like fun little character building things, which people in NXT desperately need. Um, but yeah, I feel like this was just done to get a good reaction on there. Yeah. Because um, she gets really emotional over this, <laughs> which to be fair, you would. Because you're proud of your boy. Um, but, uh, yeah. This, but actually, a really good. The best part of this match actually was Ricochet went to kick some old Joe. Joe kicks it. Fli- you, know, you know how newly, like, there's the flip over into Giri that Ricochet or mm-hmm. Osprey do? <laughs> Joe just nicks him over and. Ospre- and um, Ricochet did a, like a double moonsault and into a black fat bump. Yeah, like oh, that, exactly. Like, and it's, it's something that wouldn't hurt him more than a normal bump, but it just looks so impressive and makes Joe look like a world beater. Like again, yeah. more time this match would have been great. But as it stands, seven out of ten. Um, Danny Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. Now I had a this was a fun match, but again, this felt like a house show match. Like, this was just a, a house show in general. Really. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, uh, but it was still real fun, and Brian is still, like, it's weird, Brian, you, you know those people you can just tell how good we are, even when we're not having a good match? Yeah. Because Brian was having, yeah, Brian was having a good match, but, like, it, around him was Rowan, Otis, and Tucker, so, <laughs> like, he he was definitely trying to turn chicken shit into chicken salad, that's not fair on Rowan, to be fair, and to be fair, heavy machinery are fine, but, you know, this isn't, I say this isn't where Dino Bryan should be, but this is where Dino Bryan wants to be. He enjoys working with mid-carders. He's I think awesome. he just likes... He likes like, the challenge. He likes elevating yeah. people. Which, to be mm-hmm. fair, Heavy Machinery uh, elevated just through being in the ring with Bryan. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a decent team. Yeah, and honestly, until the tag divisions are properly built, um, it's good having championship on a recognisable guy. So, yeah. like, I'm honestly not angry about it. Like, for so many other things to be angry with WWE about. But th- this match was fun. It did need to go longer than the previous match, but it's fun enough. Um, oh, which Ot- who's the really wide one? That's Otis, isn't it? He's like the um, really really well, wide one. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but he did a he did the worm into an elbow drop, which was really <laughs> fun. Um, and then Brian won because obviously he did. And um, they were chanting. Um, the crowd were chanting Captain Planet at Daniel Bryan, <laughs> which. But that's a gimmick I started. So obviously some <laughs> Podmania faithful in the crowd that night. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
Uh, I hear there were, there were quite a few um, CM Punk chants and all that shit. We will get to that, Gaff. Um, we will get to that, but yeah, I give this match a six, verging on a seven. But you know, it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a comedy distraction. Half of half of it. Um, then we had the ba- Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, and oh god, why are we making Nikki Cross a fangirl? Why? <laughs> She's so. Why good. is she not wrestling? <laughs> She's so. I guess it's because she does best in like hardcore matches, and you don't really have them. Yeah. Maybe, but um, this is fun. Um, this is fine. It was better than the Becky and Lacey match, but I wasn't saying much. Um, <laughs> it's just it's fine. There's nothing really to talk about. Um, Nikki Cross accidentally cost Alexa the match. Um, because um, Bailey. Um, Alexa pushed Nikki into no Bailey. Uh, no, Alexa pushed. Fuck. There's so many moving parts here. Um, Alexa pushed Nikki into a Bailey dive. Nikki blames Thanks. Bailey as, ba- as so as Alexa's about to hit the sparkle splash. Um, it's not called that anymore, but it will forever be the sparkle splash. Um, ba- Nick Nikki came in. Sat went to attack Bailey, which distracted Alexa, which allowed Bailey to get the Bailey to belly for the win. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a bit of a Russo finish, except it had women in a non misogynistic light. And <laughs> it was fine. Another house show match. Alexa look um isn't doesn't look weak. Which I guess is fine, but also Bailey needs clean wins if she's gonna be a legit champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold on Bailey. Because you, like, you don't have a fine, heart, Garth. I think she's fine. Her wrestling's fine. It's good. Just, I don't know. I'm like, Alexa Bliss is a much, much better character. She, um, Bliss is also a great promo. She's a, she's getting better in ring. Mm-hmm. She's getting like much better in ring. Yeah, so, yeah. Alexa Bliss is decent all around, in my opinion. Especially for WWE. Like, I'm not going to start comparing women's wrestling and other promotions because they go to stardom which is just not fair but yeah it, it, this is fine I, I hope bailey gets a more legitimate win down the road also alexa bliss is a raw superstar with the smackdown title and like <laughs> i hate the wild card rule gaff like literally it's, it's rendered the brand split pointless i was gonna say at this point it's all just yeah it's, it's no just point free for all there's no point in watching smackdown right now so um and then gaff we had Oh, I don't, I don't want it. I don't. It was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. The semi-main event. Oh no, there's three matches now. Is um, it? Yeah, but <laughs> it speaks volumes that, that you forgot the WWE title match. But um, Roman versus Drew, and okay. First of all, um, as I was watching this to keep myself entertained, I was talking with my friend Jen, who was on for the NXT Creator Four Way review. And she doesn't watch wrestling, so I was just sending her pictures of people and going, who's going to win, and keeping track. She actually did better than any of us. Um, <laughs> she No, literally, she only got two wrong. Oh, that's shite. I don't even remember. Who won? Do you remember? Do you know who won? Uh, no, it definitely wasn't me. Okay, can you go to Twitter and tally up who won for me, please, while I'm talking about this match? <laughs> um, so... She was like, so I sent her a picture of Drew and Roman, and I was like, okay, who's winning? And she was like, the pretty one. I'm like, they're both pretty. 
And she's like, no, the really pretty one. I'm like, what, the Scottish guy? I'm like, is he Scottish? The one on the left? I'm like, no, that's the Samoan guy. Wait, no, Roman... And then we were arguing throughout the duration of the entrances about who's prettier, Roman or Drew. Because it's Drew. Like, Gaff, you're, you're not, I know you're not attracted to men, but who's prettier, Roman or Drew? Roman. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I think you're saying it... Are you saying that just to annoy me? No. How's Roman prettier? Because um, Drew looks like you would abuse, use and abuse. Exactly, hurt me, Daddy. <laughs> Robin Reigns. Robin Reigns is probably secretly a fuckboy. But anyway, um, so this match, this was a re- this is a fun hot match. Honestly, throughout a lot of this, this was, this was touching match of the night for a lot a lot of this, and then Shane McMahon had to. Fuck had to be there. Off. So you know how Shane McMahon went over Roman? Because he's the best in the world. Yeah, obviously. And But Roman um, fought off Shane McMahon and pinned Drew clean. Because you know... Because he's, wo- he's worth it. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most cliche joke when it comes to Roman, but when it's out of nowhere, it's still funny. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know... Gaff, like I, 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 I'm in some ways fine with the Roman versus the World booking. When it's not against Drew McIntyre, who is the hardest person in the world to fuck up, but you've managed to fuck up. Well, that's the thing. It's like this match was never going to hurt Roman if he lost, exactly. and it would have helped Drew. And yet you've but... hurt, you've like d- Roman just beating Drew is fine. Like it happened at Mania, and that's fine. Roman fighting off Shane and then just beating Drew as if it was a fucking afterthought. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just no. No. Um, just no and fuck off. And there was a bit of this match where <laughs> Drew was just shouting Claymore when he was about to hit <laughs> Claymore. And I'm like, what the fuck do you expect to happen, Drew? What the fuck? You're representing Scotland. You're making us look stupid. Just, I, hate, I, think, I think I might be more annoyed by this because Drew is like a Scottish hero. Like he's probably yeah. the, he's probably the biggest wrestler to come out of Scotland. Can you think of any? And if you say Roddy Piper, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> um, Noam Dar. Can, can you really argue that he's done better for himself than no, Drew has? Not really. Yeah. Um, Scottish wrestler. Um, nah, can't think of one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, because Drew's amazing, and he must think he, he's a great worker. He's a, he's a consistent worker, a great worker. Um, really good promo. Really good luck. But he's against Reigns. But last thing, he he has better everything than Reigns. Well, he has a better physique than Reigns. He has he has a, he's more intimidating than Reigns. He has better music than Reigns. Um, the only thing I can think is that the, the there's a, there's a, a reason for this. I know the reason is Roman, but oh, have you seen the tag match that's happening at Extreme <laughs> Rules now? Oh yes, it is um, Shane and Drew versus Roman and Taker. Now, yeah, it's a it's a rescue package. One man in the in this. <laughs> In this can work work really well. Only two of them can actually work, and then you have Shane and Taker. Like, hey, who? I'm sorry, 
No, and I saw people popping for Taker on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh yeah, did people, you not see Super Showdown? Did I like? Did you not see the gifts from Super Showdown? Because that's all I've seen, and that's enough to say Taker should stop." That that was all Goldberg's fault. Did you not know? Obviously, and it's also the <laughs> heat. Like, obviously, Taker can do no wrong. I'm sorry, but oh my god, this is gonna be awful, and I'm gonna I'm gonna beg Rob to just ignore Extreme Rules. Well, it, t- it ties in there. Um, Raw being is it the worst? Is it the worst Raw ever or something? Oh, is that the worst ratings it's ever had? Yes, but it's below New Gen, Gaff. It it was um the worst attended or something as well recently. Oh yeah, like half. But it, it's always it's never well attended. It's a, Rowan isn't fixing it. Ro, like I'm fine with Roman being in the main event picture, but you should try and build some new people. And Drew McIntyre is a perfect candidate. Yep. Like. I don't know, Gav. It's like it. Imagine if they brought in. Te- I'm trying to think of something for you. Imagine if they brought in Tessa Blanchard, and you were very happy for her for making it to the promised land. <laughs> and then they started jobbing her out to Lacey Evans, who no, she's not really over, but we really wanted to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll lose my shit. You would lose your shit, because right? you just love Tessa. But yeah. anyway, moving on. Oh, this match it was it was approaching an eight. It was literally on on the cusp of being an eight. Um, but it's a, it's a six. Shame. <laughs> no, it's a six because of that fucking ending. I, it's oh, it's ruined by the ending. It's like you watch more movies than me. What's a movie that was ruined by the en- by a bad ending? Um, the Last Jedi. No, actually, that was shit all the way through. So I like um, the Last Jedi. Gaff. It's, it's actually my watch... favorite Star Wars movie. No, it wasn't. I'm telling you, it isn't. <laughs> um, I can't think one of my top of my head. Really you watch too many again. films. Um, That's the problem. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on to a steel cage match. This is two pay per views in a row because I, I'm not counting Super Showdown, um, where we've had a steel cage match. It's much of a muchness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like we. Do- I mean, I've heard it was a decent match for a cage match. Um, okay, so first of all, allegedly the enti- there's no screens in where were we? Something Dome, the Tacoma Dome. Um, Brian Alvarez of um, the Observer was there, and apparently no one could see the cage, and there's no screens, and they're averse to putting um, the footage on the screens. Why? I, because they think it's distracting. But here's the thing, Garth. They do the same thing in New Japan, and it doesn't distract me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's there for the fans. Yeah, they, so... they, they do the same. But you know what they could easily do, Garth, to not have that problem? It's A, mm. we have multiple cameras. They could just have, like, the hard cam on the screen and then switch yeah. when... Or, and then never shoot in that fucking direction. <laughs> If, that, just... if you're that worried about it, you can plan it around not shooting in that direction. It's a bit, yeah. it's a bit stupid, and I hate it. But this match was fine. Like it was literally just fine. It was a lot of cage work, coped bots from Kofi. I don't know. This feud is good on paper, but then it has Dolph Ziggler in it. I've never had a problem with Ziggler. I don't have a problem with Ziggler, but he's so bland. Yeah. He was exciting in 2012 before. Like, because he was like, he was like a fast guy who hit, who hit super kicks. But now everyone on the indies is a fast guy who hits super kicks. 
I'm just not invested. And I think the Kofi sort of thing is starting to lose a bit of momentum as well. Being fair though, like it had momentum going into Money in the Bank because Kevin Owens um, and Kofi worked a good feud. Yeah. You can't work a good feud with Dolph. You can't work. Well, you can work a good feud. It's, unless you have a miss, you cannot work a hot feud with Dolph Ziggler. I was going to say, because, well, I mean, being put with Dolph Ziggler is straight away, it's like being put, like, doused in cold water. It's like, Gareth, if we had to do a podcast with that girl on Twitter who now hates us. <laughs> like, it's just inhibit. We're just inhibited from the start. And. Like, uh, this is what's pointed to, so Kof, Kof, I remember someone, people going, oh, well, Kofi's not a good champion, he should never won the belt. It's like, you have the same fucking people being really happy about the story. That's that's the problem with how they build baby faces nowadays, and that they bury them so much going into their big match. It's, everyone parts when they win the big match, but then they're not believable as champion, because they've lost yeah. so much. It's... There's better ways become, to build baby faces, uh, and it becomes it becomes like a sort of generic champion. They say yeah. the same things in the same way. Yeah, um, I I can't speak to this because I don't watch it week to week. But I assume that's what's happening. That's what I get. I gather. Um, I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine watching this shit week to week. To be honest, because it was hard yeah. enough getting through all this. But like this match was fine. The ending was really cool. Um, where um Diggler was about to get out the cage, and then Kofi just like suicide dived over him out of the cage <laughs> which is a great which is what we people say in every cage match it's like why doesn't he just run out which he did oh, yeah. <laughs> like he just no fucking about just like oh <laughs> Dolph Ziggler seems to be having trouble <laughs> yeet I'll see you later <laughs> just yeeted himself out of the cage and, <laughs> and it was a great finish like, honestly that finish puts it from a 5 to a 10 not to a 10 a 10 <laughs> from, a, from a 5 out of 10 I was saying well to a six. Like, that was a really good finish. Um, nothing in the match was great. Nothing in the ba- match was a particular... That's the thing, though. Because, like, they didn't do anything special, but you can milk- make really special matches without doing anything special. Well, a couple of... One or two spots. No, that's it. You don't even need spots. Like, none of Ric Flair's... Ric Flair didn't really do many high spots. He still had great matches. Not so much a spot. I mean, like, a sort of... Remember yeah, like moment. A, a, like a moment. Yeah, like a part of the match, like a moment. Here's the thing. Um, Kento Miyahara in all Japan. Sorry for going like really smarky on you. I promise <laughs> I'll stop doing this. But I, I, I can't promise that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say don't promise that. <laughs> uh, don't make promises you can't. But he builds great matches and he doesn't do anything the Miz couldn't do. Yeah. Like He's not like an especially amazing in-ring tag. This sounds so weird while I'm praising him because he is probably one of the best in the world right now. But like he builds, it's very old school in a way of it feels like a fight and he doesn't. I don't know. It's weird. It feels like a fight, but he's not a shooter style. See, if you look at like some like small Joe, he doesn't do anything especially outrageous. Yeah, like he does the odd his dive. High, his high spot is a suicide dive, which he does great because he's massive and hits an actual shoulder tackle. Yeah. And but or even Dino Bryan, he doesn't do anything amazing. Yeah, it's a t- it's intensity. It's intensity and it's having your fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone just sent me a gift on Steam. I'm gonna have to open that later because of. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's the thing. Like Walter's the same. Like when Walter hits a high spot. Like a dive, it's the end of the match, and people are yeah, it means something. What's it? I like, and so it do, so it makes no sense why this match didn't do well. Um, but it didn't do well. It's partly because Diggler has lost all charisma. 
I, I don't know. It's fine. Anyway. Right, <laughs> Do you have anything nice you want to say? Related to anything that's not wrestling before I absolutely go off on one. Um, well, I went to see a good show on Saturday. Oh, did you? What was it? It was uh, Thriller Live. Oh, right. I saw you saying you were interested in that on your page months ago and was going to tease you about it. Damn um, right, I went to see that. Um, Michael Jackson fan, are we? He's, yeah, he's one of my musical heroes. Is he? I thought, yeah. like, I don't know. We, we talked at length about music on a... But again, we mostly stayed on, like, indie. Like, I feel like we could have different discussions on different um, genres for the length of time we have. It's... Thriller's the first album I ever bought. Is it? Oh, mine? Yeah. The first album I ever bought was actually Yellow Submarine. Really? Yeah, it's because awesome. I found out a cab boot sale for cheap, and finding cheap <laughs> deals albums was really hard at the time. I suppose. Um, yeah, this is when yeah. CDs were still somewhat alive. They're still very much alive for me. But the first like actual mo- album I would have got was Sgt. Pepper, so... We, so, both, well, we both did out, did well for our new first albums. I bought it on tape. Oh, you're so old. I got I got a Walkman, and I bought that. That was the first tape I bought from Woolworths. Good, now... On the off chance for anyone no, I, listening, I mean, um, wants to draw a fan out of us, can you please draw um, Scarf as a mix of Michael Jackson and Starlord? Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was it. Was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite Michael Jackson album. Favorite album. Probably. Nah, probably Thriller. Thriller. Uh, it's got. Yeah. I I'd go bad. Um, but then again, I'm always like that. I'm always go- I, my favorite is always the album before or after the big one. Bad. Bad will be second, I think. Bad's great. Um, my only problem with Thriller is that one song with Paul McCartney that's just god-awful. That's not on the album, though. No, it is. The Girl Is Mine. Oh, sorry, The Girl Is Mine. I thought you were talking about uh, CSAC. CSAC is not a bad song. <laughs> I like that song. Yeah, same. Now, uh, the, the Girl Is Mine is... Yeah, I like, why is that the one that made the album? Paul McCartney did a remix of CSAC, actually, and all he did was turn himself up and Michael down. Uh, that'd be right because Michael Jackson was a massive Beatles mark no he was he actually owned all of uh, the rights and yeah, the yeah. song I think he had actually I think he had like the a load of like the written lyrics and stuff no that's it because he bought the publishing company that had all the Beatles stuff so that's when it was at like a low low sort of price as well yeah when... um, but like in that brief period in like the ceremonies where the Beatles wouldn't be killed because you know disco fever man yeah, but, 70s and 80s. <laughs> but, any, but anyway. But anyway, yeah. So, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. And here's the thing. I don't hate Baron Corbin. Same. I don't mind. It's just... He's in the wrong... He's definitely being pushed way above where he should be right now. Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, I it's all right. As, it's as, fine. A, as a filler universal title feud, I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean... I just—he shouldn't be anywhere near that title. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have been anywhere near Kurt Angle's retirement match. But here's the biggest thing with me and Corbin. Um, first of all, I prefer his old theme. <laughs> oh yeah, because his new one is just so he was like, "Who do you think you are?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm someone who has to watch your fucking match, and um, fucking, I br- you bring the darkness, do you? 
he <laughs> says he brings the darkness and is the thunder. Like, surely thunder and lightning fucking lights up the dark. You can't be the darkness and bring it. And bring the light. Yep, it's stupid. It's the last song that um, Jim Johnson did for WWE, actually. But, really? Yeah. Um, a little tidbit for you there. But, there's no match in this match, Gaff. I remember, I saw people on social media praising it going, I think, especially Simon Miller, actually, and I know he's, like, very positive. And to be fair, when it comes to not WWE, I am very positive about wrestling. But, um, for, like, he was like, oh, it's a very sports entertaining main event. I'm like, I've heard spot, that a lot of times, It's yeah. sports entertaining, just no moves to you. I think it means not wrestling. Because <laughs> it wasn't, like, the, ma- the match here, like, um, Baron Corbin did his um, slide out, slide in lariat, which I think is quite cool, but you can't be doing that in every match. I like, it, I like that move, but again, yeah, it became... It's like um, the Dean Ambrose's thing. Yeah, like the ropes. If he did that like once in a match, like literally if Baron Corbin was um, thrown out the ring and then did it, that's cool. If, but he does it just every match in place of like a normal lariat. And it's like, yeah. like honestly, like, like Baron Corbin should just be doing stiff lariats. He does them well. But then, like, there was a couple of insecurities, a couple of super kicks, none of which took Baron Corbin down. Um, and then, like, just Lacey Evans bollocks in the middle. Which, by the way... See, right, so, what happened here? Right, okay. So, um, I actually watched the Raw before this, because I was meant to be doing the podcast with you, but then your internet decided to shit the bed. And, well, I didn't watch the... I watched the highlights of Raw before this, because, God, no. Um... <laughs> I can't even do what Gaff does and watch it on two point one point two five speed like it's Fire Pro or something. Um, <laughs> but I and there was a running theme throughout the night where Seth Rollins would just attack any referee Baron Corbin would name with a chair, which is like the most heelish thing. It to is do. a very heelish thing to do. So like he announced EC3 attacked with a chair, um, gave <laughs> it to Eric Young attacked with a chair. Um, Gave it to someone else, attacked with a chair, etc., etc. So Corbin would have been thought, would have been thinking, who's a heel who Jeff Rollins can't hit with a chair? So at that point, your two options are basically Vince and Brock. Brock. No, Brock. Yeah, you can hit Brock with a chair. Vince or a woman. So he picked a woman, and he picked Lacey Evans, who is a lady. She walks like a lady, talks like a lady, and see that idiot walk, see that idiot talk, and. <laughs> And this, it was all bollocks in between. It was like it's just stuff you can get away with when your champion is as over as say a Stone Cold Steve Austin, because they did this type kind of shit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. But yeah, he, but, he's like stable. Yes, but you can't do this with this unhotter champion as Seth. Yeah. And how you? It would be better if, if he called out Becky, because. If she's ref, she has to call it down the middle. No, exactly, and she, she was changing shit on the fly. It's fu- and like Corey Graves is insufferable in this match, <laughs> and I get that sort of his job, but yeah, like how you build up Seth Rollins is how he got over, which was be- putting on amazing matches week in week out. That's literally how he got over. Like he got gradually over, like from like bef- just before Elimination Chamber 2018 till around now. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> like so, like I've done that a lot in this reign, actually. Like his match with AJ, yeah, which was 
um, I, I still I like I know you didn't especially like it. But I still think that's a really really good match. It was good. I I did enjoy it. It's, with the exception of like Kofi Bryan, it's probably my WWE match of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, Almas and Ray. But anyway, um, but this just you you're not going to do that with Baron Corbin. You're not going to do it with shit like this. But anyway, so it was referee bollocks throughout the whole thing. Unless you have any talks like Trump, it's like you're gonna change it now, <laughs> now. Um, fucking get, gave me fucking Boris Johnson flashbacks. <laughs> um, which to be fair, if Seth had acted like um Boris toward women, this match would have been much better. But <laughs> or if he'd um given Corbin a spear like he did that kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Becky comes out destroys Lacey, which is, to be fair, within the rules, because she made it no disqualification. And then the ref, the, the main ref came out, counted, and that was it. It was So he was totally pointless, then? It, I, I, I'm reluctant to give this a rating, to be honest, Gas. This is 18 minutes, 25 of fuck all. So they gave this 18 minutes? 18 minutes, 25 seconds. Fucking hell. Yeah, it Glad wasn't, I didn't watch that. It wasn't fun. And like, to be honest, this ma- this show isn't awful. You know, it's like, it's as good as like, ha- a Kazuna Road show for New Japan in terms of match quality. There's two marks who rated this 10 out of 10 on cage match, and... <laughs> and but, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, so, and I mean, if that's their go-to sort of level then fair enough if, if that, I mean if, the thing if, is if that's what you if like you can't have seen any other wrestling if you think this is a 10 out of 10 show and I mean like you well, must have just start, started watching the day <laughs> after Wrestlemania yeah because uh, I don't know this was, <laughs> this was top to bottom a better card than Money in the Bank but Money in the Bank has better highlights I mean I wouldn't say I didn't Enjoy Money in the Bank at points. No, that's the thing. But, I, Money in the Bank was a really was fun show. That's, that's been the overall consensus for the past two shows. If you don't think about the booking, these were great shows. Yeah. The problem is, I, I want there to be continuity in wrestling. Well, it's like we've said in the past, it's getting to the point now where WWE is like a weekly TV show rather than. It's like episodic. Simpsons or American Dad, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and just, so you have to sort of. I Which is ridiculous because to... you're meant to be building towards pay-per-views. It gets to the point now where you just sort of have to sort of curb any sort of sort of. You can't. It's just better to watch pay-per-view yeah. to pay-per-view and let the hype package tell you the story. Which is not. That's all I do know. Which is <laughs> not. Which is not a good way to book your show. I'm just saying. I would rather watch Stardom. Can we please replace? Section, these WWE sections of stardom. I know the answer is <laughs> going to be no because Garth doesn't want to see 12 year old wrestle. And to be fair, I don't want to see 12 year old wrestle, but you know, they're better than Baron Corbin. Um, they actually are. So, Garth, yes. we, we can finally get you involved again. <laughs> well, to be fair, you well, were involved. I'm not, I was involved. <laughs> but I'm trying. Like, I'm we, trying. You, you can somewhat know what you're talking about now because this is something we're all going to watch. Yes. Um, so AEW Fighter Fest is this weekend, and um, I won't Can't be watching this weekend. <laughs> I know, like it's it has gone, it has sort of crept up on us. Um, I am looking forward to it. Um, I won't be watching it 
live because I'm down in Birmingham with my very, very not a wrestling fan friend. Um, so I think it looks like a really good show. It does look like a good show. Um, I'm slightly annoyed that we did make it more apparent, but it wasn't free outside of the um, US. Yeah. Because honestly, if they just said from the start, right, it's free in the US, but like other countries are going to have to pay for it, I would not be annoyed about it. But the thing is, I've been looking at the show as a free show. And now I'm looking at a yeah. show I need to pay £9 in and for. And like, well, £9 isn't a ton. In my head, I'm like, I could get a month of progress of that. I could get a month of stardom, a month of like all these things, which I'd have as much fun watching. So like, it's weird how like just that change can do that for you. But that being said, this is a great show, which I'm still going to pay for. Like, this is still a Because I do want to... I, I basically I'm going to put what I'd have paid for the network this month into this. Yeah, because I do That's not. What I'm thinking. I do not want to support the. <laughs> it's funny. I'm. I'm. Think, I'm thinking of alternative arrangements of the NXT show, just so I don't have to get the network. Like I'm trying to think of like an indie wrestling corner or something, <laughs> but like I, I bring on a guest and they get to pick an indie promotion for me to check out. I think do that's it. quite a good concept. Gaff, do you mm-hmm. want to be on the first episode of that? Pick any indie promotion. Um, uh, impact. <laughs> I guess we're doing a Bound for Glory special, baby. Um, <laughs> so, um, this is the card according to WrestlingInc.com, who I assume are a reliable source. I mean, we have wrestling in the name. and um, But it's weird. They, they announced a, ca- a um, match on the card that they haven't put on the card. So, what? like, there's a news article underneath the card that says, Related news, Kylie Ray vs. Labor Bates added to AEW Fight to Fest by in pre-show. Oh. And then they haven't put it on the pre-show matches. So, <laughs> weird. So, I'm just going to take that as a thing. So, we have um, Kylie Ray vs. Labor Bates. Um, what did you think of Kylie Ray coming out of? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. She is good. I've, I've seen her before, obviously, um, last year. But, I don't know. Yeah, she's good. Uh, okay, so I just, I just had to Google Labour Bates. Um, it's Blue Pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she was supposed to... Oh, was she in WWE? Who, Kelly NXT? Ray? No Blue Pants? Oh, yeah, she was. Oh. She was Enzoing, Um, She's what got the Vaudevillains for championship. Right, yeah. See, she, she was sort of tipped for big things, but... She, she, was, what's thing, she, was re- she got really over with the NXT crowd. Yeah. Like you seriously go back and watch when she came out to take over Brooklyn and the pop cuz they just used so basically um the story behind blue pants was uh <laughs> I know this cuz of a fucking NXT retrospective. Um so um and so Enzo cast cost Carmella her job cuz they accidentally made a poodle bald and bald rather. <laughs> and so um, they wanted to make Carmella a wrestler, so they just got a random jobber from the back, and it's, and he was like, "Look, Carmella, you're going to take on NXT regular. Um, what's your name? Whispers in the name. It's like I can't pronounce that. Blue Pants." <laughs> and then he started do, just um, his cast just started doing the um, Price is Right theme as she's walking down, just going like da 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 da, and then he just <laughs> sampled that and used that for her main theme. That's good. It was, See yeah. that that was when Enzo and Cast were actually good. Oh uh, no, that's the thing. We were we were good in NXT because we were allowed to go off the cuff. Um, yeah. Um, that'll be a good match. This will be yeah. good. Um, I'm looking to to see how Lever Bates actually is as a wrestler because <laughs> I literally do not know. I've heard good things. Um, and Kylie Ray showed me good stuff at 
um, all double or nothing. So yeah. Um, but we also have SCU versus Private Party versus Best Friends for winner advances and be all out. Um, to all out for a shot at the first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. That was a mouthful. Um, to, I I just, they're, they're really dragging that out as well. Yeah, they are. Um, to be fair, they need to crown... I don't think they need to rush to crown champions. I think nah, they should... Um, they should take the time to... Just do it. Do it leading up to their, like their first TV show or something. Yeah, uh, make it the main event of like your first TV show. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about private party, Gaff? Nope. Um, Who is it? Well, Gaff, I had this page up, but I accidentally closed it. <laughs> I know SCU. I know the obviously best friends. I'm guessing, Well, SCU is going to be uh, Kaz and Scott Your Sky. Yeah. Um, because Dinos is on the main card. Um, private yeah. party is Mark Quinn and Isaac Cassidy. Nope. I um, really. don't know either of them. They both look like skinny indie boys. They're both young, so they're probably a bit inexperienced. But, you know, I, I, I have faith in the Bucks and Cody as scouts. So, well, I mean, it's just another good thing to get someone like that on the card. You know, that's the thing. AEW makes me excited to see wrestlers I've never heard before. Heard of before. Yeah, um, yeah this should be really good. Even if um, Private Party are a bit inexperienced, SEU and Best Friends are more than capable enough to carry them. Yeah. Uh, Beth, who are you going to go for? Ooh. Are we, we going to do predictions? We should, shouldn't we? Um, if we're doing fucking stomping grounds, we're doing this. Well, we can just keep the predictions for the website and the Twitterverse. Yeah, and also uh, Rob is apparently planning something special for the G1 gaff, just so you're warned. Really? Yeah, which is going to be entertaining. Eh? Going to be entertaining for you, because <laughs> you're not watching any of it. And to be fair, this year you do know who all the names are. I think. A video reaction. <laughs> oh Christ! I can't do that every day. It was hard enough when I was doing solo podcasts for for G1 last year because I literally just watched the match, paused the show, turned on my recording software, recorded my raw thoughts, and then stopped just so I wouldn't have to record like a two hours. Thing it was absolutely ridiculous, Gaff. Don't take me back. Um, uh-huh. But also take me back because oh my god, the G1. Uh, that's thing. I'm I'm going to be complaining a lot for the G1, Gaff, just to warn you. But I'm going to be very sad when it finishes. Oh well. Um, Enjoy it. <laughs> just just give up Impact for the month and watch it with us. <coughs> um, I'll let you use my login and everything. Um, Michael Nakazawa <laughs> versus Jailbreak J Bay J Billy. What? I'm gonna Google him. Um, Jebeli. Jebeli. Um, I'll quickly Google him. Um, well, do you know anything about either of these men? I know Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, he's from DDP. I know of him. Um, I haven't really seen much of his stuff, but I know of him. Um, he's from DDT, so it's gonna be. But he's been doing stuff for all. Um, being the oh, I think this is another comedy wrestler. He's yeah. a founder of CEO, CEO, which explains why he's on the card. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Nakazawa. I think they're trying to build him at least partially. Yeah. I mean, they had him on the... Um, a lot of, like, the backstage stuff. Yeah, um, it, he actually All opened there. Double or Nothing. That's what I meant, Double or Nothing, so yeah. So, um, although, I just... Really- don't we have the Dark Order on the, for the tag teams? 
seconds now. Because there were people who ran in um, after the tag match. Uh, oh, wait, like, yes. Oh, yeah. Why don't we have them on there? Like, why not debut them? don't know. Maybe they're keeping them for a running on All Out. Maybe. Um, they're officially part of the roster, so there's no point not having them. <laughs> they might come out. You never know. Yeah, maybe. There's um, bound to be some sort of... There's going to be some sort of surprise. I mean... I don't know. Jericho's not on the card. I'm not sure. Omega's not on the card. Omega is on the card. Is he? Yeah. He's in the main event, actually. Oh, this is apparently going to oh, be... Oh, sorry. I, sorry. I, I wasn't... I didn't... I, that was blocked off. Oh, yeah. It's Omega in the Young Bucks. a lot bit. for a B-pay-per-view. Um, I remember someone going, oh, this isn't good. It's level or nothing. Um, it's... Well, it's not, no, but it's then, still good. Then, no, and then followed by... Um, AW Ted. I'm like, this is, in America, this is a fucking free, sh- which is their market. This is a free show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we'll see. Uh, we'll see how dead they are when the when the numbers come out. And it's a fucking landslide. Victory. All in did, uh, not, um, all out did amazingly on pay per view. Yeah. But anyway, which um, is next. We're both going Nakazawa here, aren't we? Yeah. Um, next, next is next is just people people I know who I won't have to Google, which is nice. Um, <laughs> we have Christopher Daniels versus Seema, which is gonna that should be, be good because yeah. um, Seema. Seema, fuck me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, you know, for a fact, Chris Daniels can go there as well. No, that's the thing. Chris Daniels is still great. Um, he was apparently considering retirement before because it's fair. If Ring of Honor with the rest of my career, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call it here, lads. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I I really look forward to seeing this. This is going to be like an old TNA X division thing, yeah. like an X Cup match, which is going to uh, be. I, I I can see Seema going over. Um, yeah, yeah, I, especially since they do need to keep that relationship with OWE going. Mm-hmm. Like I guess, and I think Daniel's Se- probably happy enough to do the job as well. Yeah, and Seema also works with Dragon Gate, which could be an in to get a bunch of those guys in. Mm-hmm. So, like for diplomatic reasons. Garth, I think I yeah. agree with you with Seema. Um, <laughs> next we have um, <laughs> Garth. Okay, so I'm just getting I'm just new to Joshi, and I know these two are really highly respected in Joshi, but I can't pronounce their fucking names, which is bad because I'm a ja- I'm a Japanese wrestling guy. Yuka Sakazaki. Um, Yuka um, Sakazaki, yeah, and Ryu. These are two of the girls on the Joshi Six Man. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, double or nothing at versus yeah. Nyla Rose. Very quickly on Nyla Rose. Um, so they were talking about her on the AW page, as you do. You know, you get coverage, you post about it. And um, just I and I saw this at one a.m. and I'm like, okay, I'm going to annoy some homophobes. <laughs> so I click on it and gaff. I don't. I know you're not going to employ the strategy, but you know the best way to annoy a homophobe. I don't know. Call them gay. No, I call them daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> As they think you're coming up to them. <laughs> and that's the thing. I really don't care if I make a homophobe uncomfortable. Because I, I my thinking was, either they're going to shout homophobic rhetoric in an actual um, gay person or trans person, or they're going to hurl homophobic rhetoric at me, who's not going to be deeply scared over this kind of thing and I'm like rather they shout it at me and so at least if um, someone from the LGBTQ plus spectrum comes across it they can at least somewhat laugh at me messing with them so that's what I did Um, I got called Bitch Boy which is now just my name 
and <laughs> got, called a lot of people daddy, which was really fun. Actually, one guy was like, um, oh, fucking, you're calling me aggressive. You're, you're from the country of a monarchy. I'm like, I don't get to fucking pick. <laughs> like, I'm from Scotland. Like, do... Also, uh, and also, we don't have guns. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have guns. Um, we legalized gay marriage like two years before you did. And also, we can actually go to the doctor and not go bankrupt. So, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I, I Honestly, I can see Nyla running this because they do. Yeah, I can see her. She's... I mean, she's a monster. She is, and, um, I, and she I, interestingly, Azure Kong isn't officially on the roster page on for AEW. I think she might have just been a special attraction. Yeah, I think so. I think there was a couple like that. To be fair, you can't expect Azure Kong to be a regular at her age. How old is Azure nah. Kong now? Um, no idea, but she didn't look like she could move much. Yeah, but the thing is, friend, but then she started fucking knocking the shit out of people, and that's <laughs> the Azure Kong I know and love. Forty-eight, Gaff, so. Yeah. Same a, a good, she has a good 10 years on you. Uh, but to, to be fair, Gaff, she's a lot bigger than Derricka. True. And, there's been and probably, she's probably done a lot work, like more hardcore matches as well. Yeah, um, actually, but she was, she's. I think she's the only, one of the only Joshis to headline the Tokyo Dome. So. Um, yeah, I'm going Nyla Balls for this one. Yeah, I'd go Nyla too. Um we didn't get to see what she could do at Double or Nothing, so I'm excited to see what she could do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we should probably build her up to face Awesome Kong. Oh, that'd be good. That would. Well, I don't know if it'd be good. I'd honestly have because we barely we have barely seen Nyla Rose work, and I haven't went out my way to watch her yet. So, she might be good. She might be bad. I I honestly do not know. Um, all I know is that she is a woman. You fucking homophobic pricks. Anyway. Um. I'm also really looking forward to seeing more Joshis because just that's the type of smack I have become. Um, <laughs> I go through phases, Garth. I don't even know it. Um, <laughs> next, we have a Fatal 4-Way. It's a bit of an odd collection, actually. Um, it's Adam Page, MGF, Jungle Boy, and Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. It is a bit of an odd collection. Then again, is Page still hurt? I, I don't know, but I think there's obviously going to be something... There's going to be something between Page and MGF here. And Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc are going to get the win. I think you on, might be right. Um, I'd give on, it to Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, I think Havoc will get the the win. Probably the pin on MGF because of Adam Page, maybe. Or vice versa. Yeah, um, I don't think... I think Jungle Boy should be a jobber. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, like, you look at Jungle Boy, you see him work, and he has, like, plucky jobber written all over him. Yeah, I mean, he's like the sort of spike... He's like yeah. the underdog sort of yeah, like, no, exactly. weedy little guy. He's, he could be the spike of the young bucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I'm I'm sure he's really good, but like every time I see him, it's just sort of like it's like that um, Marcos Dunk guy. Who? Um, remember the um, you know you know that midget you see in like AW um, who's like properly proportioned but really small. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, like he just, he, like I know, like there's, there's probably someone listening who knows him from the local fed and their local fed and it's like, oh fuck, it's sort of like when I hear someone slag off an ICW guy, but I'm sorry, he's not. If you're looking to build, you do need to look at things like look and charisma, which Jungle <laughs> Boy only really has as a jobber. Um, I'm going for Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, same. Because Jimmy Havoc is definitely someone you could build to be a long-term mid-card champion. It for, I don't know, like any other promotion, I'd say put the main belt on him, but like, 
you know, Jericho, Omega, um, Penta, Phoenix, Paige, mm-hmm. even like Burrow above him. But Jimmy Havoc can have great, can be a great sadistic heel. Um, Kobe versus Definitely. Darby Allen. You know nothing about Darby Allen, but I love him. <laughs> no, I mean, I've saw a little bit, not much, but I just know that he does stupid stuff. Like, crazy stuff. Sometimes. Um, I don't think... I think highlights can ruin you on a guy. He's actually a really good worker. Um, he was in Super Strong Style um, mm-hmm. this year, Progress, and was really good. And also had a really good match with Walter in Evolve last year for the title. And, like, I get everyone has great matches with Walter, but still. Do um, you think he's going to beat Cody? No. <laughs> no. I think this is. I think we're going to give him a really good match for Cody. Um, to build him, but I don't think he's mm-hmm. gonna beat Cody. Nah. Like I, I don't, don't think so. Yeah, and then so we both disagreed, Cody, and I think this is gonna be a bit bollocks, but fun. Be fine. Next we have Moxley versus Janela, which is definitely going to be bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fucking probably a bit crazy. A bit crazy. You know, I I can see something like. I can see like a, a cigarette stunt where he gets put out on his head or something again. Yeah. Um, yeah Joey Janela will probably injure himself again. Yeah, God. <laughs> Joey Janela is not... He's not at the stage yet where he's realised he has to be smart. How old is Janela? No idea. Um, Must be early 20s. Early mid-20s. Janela. He is... 29. Oh. So he's older than Rob. Um... But this, they're, they're both crazy. Um, Moxley's at the point where he's crazy, but also clever about it. Yeah. Like, he'll do stuff that looks worse than it is. Or, like, be the one ta- um, taking the high spot as opposed to doing the high spot. Mm-hmm. So, like, at um, the Best of Super Genius final, he took the crossbody off of the stage and not the other way around. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, this is going to be really good, and... Moxley's going to win because he's going for a mega, so he has to get a good big win. Yeah, I think Moxley will win because he's the star as well. <laughs> he's the star. Um, <laughs> Kenny Omega and the Bucks, the Elite, are finally back together. When's the last time they wrestled? It was a long time ago. Triple A, wasn't it? Kenny Omega with... No, I mean like as the Elite. Oh, like as the Elite. Yeah. Or as Bullet Club. Yeah, well, we're not wrestling as Bullet Club, but you know. Um, um, it would be, it would be, be like middle of last year, maybe. Yeah. But like Marty <laughs> would be in there slowing everyone down. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while, is what I'm saying. And um, versus Penta Phoenix and Laredo Kid, who you you said holy fuck when we when I posted this in the um, group chat, and then went on to tell me you didn't know who he was. You just <laughs> you, you just marked out for no fucking reason. <laughs> not because it's fucking Lucha Brothers. <laughs> But like that match was already announced. It was just for Tam. It was just for um other guy who had been announced because it's gonna be Pack. But then of course he took his ball and went to Dragon Gate. Um, <laughs> that what's happened then? No, yeah, literally just. I I don't think it's a work. I think he literally just wouldn't take a loss because he's the Dragon Gate champion. It's sad. It is pretty fucking sad. Like it's Dragon Gate, dude. You Actually, take... that 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 Laredo kid's been in. Impact. Yeah, he has. He was Re- quite recently. Some he was with. Um, he wrestled against Marafuji in Impact. He was actually really good. <laughs> was he? Okay, cool. 
Um, that's good to know. He's I just know. Very, very much like Phoenix. Yeah, I know nothing about him. I've heard good things about him from people who follow Lucha, so I I, yeah. I, I am partial to a bit of Lucha thing. I think so. this will be absolutely brilliant match. Well, ha- yeah, because... Because you've got you've got you've got Penta and Omega who wrestle a sort of harder style, then you've got Young Bucks, Phoenix, and Laredo who just fucking fly all over the shop. Yeah, that's the thing. It's w- it's weird when like Pentagon is the slowest person in your match, <laughs> um, who hits like Canadian destroyers left, right, and center. But Th- this has got potential to be up there for match of the year. I think. I think this is going to end up being one of those things where it's on the cusp of being match of the year, but like not quite. Like mm. I say that, and my match of the year list is quite varied in terms of promotions, so maybe and style to be fair, because Cody and Dustin's on there. Mm. I know. I I'm trying to think. Yeah, maybe. May like maybe I don't know. Well, I'll have to see. Um, I love a good six man. Um, with as you can tell, New Japan fan and all that, but. <laughs> I can see, I can see the Luchas winning this one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Do the Luchas have plans yet for All Out? I don't think so. Um, to be fair, neither do the Bucks because it. Again, the next show after this is Fight for the Fallen, isn't it? Yeah. And that's headlined by the Rhodes versus the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, th- this is gonna be crazy though, like because. Um, Kenny has worked matches with everyone here apart from Laredo Kid, and they've all been great. Like, have you seen mm-hmm. Omega vs. Phoenix? Yeah. No. Uh, it's great. I forget what promotion it's for, but it was absolutely amazing. I just, just really looking forward to that match. It's gonna be. I great. mean, the 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 card's gonna be good, and I think having this as the main event is perfect. It's per. It is a perfect B pay per view main event. Like a B pay per view should not be headlined by. Um, like Moxie versus Janelle or something yeah, like it, that. Yeah, it shouldn't. It should be headline. It shouldn't be headlined by a title match or at least a no. world title match. It should be headlined by something like this, like this yeah. amazing showcase. And I'm really looking for because when it's when a B pay per view is headlined by a title match, you know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nine times out of ten. Here, I generally can't call who's going to win because on the one hand, Omega need Omega and the Bucks. Um, Omega needs to win. On the other hand, the Lucha Brothers need a win. So you sort of has to weigh that up, and then like they're introducing Laredo Kid, who could—he's still young, so could be a good prospect for the future. It's it's generally mm. interesting, and with the like Kenny Omega, who's the best worker in the world. So, who, who well, you got, Gaff? Ne- next to Sheen. Yeah, um, I, I will I will walk to New- <laughs> when I'm in Newcastle next week. I'm gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> I'm gonna go the Luchas. Luchas. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go diametrically opposed and go be elite. It's weird. This is like this is like the um, fight of our world. It's like is like an impact versus New Japan thing. <laughs> so, so it's like that's, all in was like that as well. It was like my world versus your world, um, like which I do enjoy. <laughs> but this is gonna be great. It's not. It's probably not gonna eclipse double or nothing. But that's because of the hype around double or nothing. This is probably gonna be a great wee follow up. Um, anyway, Gaff, Impact. Yeah. It's pretty good, uh, pretty good show this week. Bask, like I was saying about three weeks ago that Impact was losing me, and it was. I just managed to claw it back. Yeah. Um, 
coming from New York this week. Well, again, um, Friday, yeah. why do they run the Melrose Ballroom? It doesn't look good. Because it's small, I think. I guess, but like, there's loads of small ballrooms in. Mm, why not run the Hammerstein? No idea. I then don't I, know what. Then again, the Hammerstein's like. I, I wonder what the Melrose um, capacity is. Keep talking. Um, the first thing I want to note with this one is actually I thought the first time in a long time the crowd were actually really loud for this oh the crowd were great this week all the way through they're really into it um, and I thought opening it with the intergender match was genius <laughs> um, yeah um, hold on the capacity is 500 seating 1000 standing yeah. I, maybe a couple of hundred hang on um, yeah, there wasn't. It wasn't a big crowd. No, they were, they were pretty loud. On it. it was, it always helps the the flow of the show when the crowd are into it. But um, Tessa versus Jay Christ was actually a really good match. It was a good match. I wouldn't go as far as really good. Well, it was good. It was there was a couple of good sort of parts. I mean, um, straight off the bat when uh, sort of Tessa pulled out that sort of cutter and then like a triple sort of suicide dive that was good um, the problem is that every match is a suicide dive like literally the next match after it started with a suicide dive so I thought they all every match well together match. hello um, hello hello sorry you cut out for a second we're fine <laughs> um Tessa got the win with the Magnum, which I think is a really good move. It <laughs> but good. It, it relies good. on somebody it, jumping off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it. Um, Bushi does this too, but off the second of the MX. Like, but in kayfabe, I guess you can argue something, but like, it doesn't. It will hurt you more than it will hurt your opponent. Yeah, because you're the one slamming down. I don't know why she doesn't just. Use, I think she should keep that away from TV and have, only have that be on pay per view and then just use the hammerlock. Yeah. Else. Just. I mean that DDTs. She hasn't used that for a while, actually. She hasn't, and she does it really well. Um, mm-hmm. This is good. Um, um, it was a good match, and it was a good way to sort of introduce, because OVE obviously come down, and uh, Tess obviously offers out Sammy Callahan. He says, like, you next. She was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Eddie Edwards comes down to sort of take them all out. And then you had you know Eddie Edwards, Ed, Eddie Edwards versus yeah, oh, fucking crazy. Um, but um, Callahan wasn't it? Uh, no, I, Madman Fulton. Oh, of course it was. Um, um I, I, and that this was like this was like a semi squash. It was, but also being fair, we did see a man get waterboarded during this match. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm gonna set the scene. So I'm watching Madman Fulton versus Eddie Edwards, and it's it's a fun little TV match. And then suddenly Killer Cross comes on the screen. Now, how he got the camera? I assume he also kidnapped the cameraman. Yeah. Um, well, he says, "Come in here now. I'm going to beat you. Beat the show." <laughs> to be fair, it's Killer Cross. Um, yeah. And then he was like, "Look, I've got your man, <laughs> Sandman here. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Shut up." And he was like, "What do you want?" <laughs> of course, he wants beer. Um, and then fucking starts waterboarding him. <laughs> and then Eddie Edwards does not run during the match to go stop him. He just stares at the screen while the Sandman's being waterboarded. Yeah, and then Fulton just fucking Here's the thing, though. Him. That wasn't a fake. That wasn't faked in any way. Like, there's no way to fake a waterboarding. He actually... The Sandman actually offered <laughs> to be waterboarded. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the type of shit you see in Tournament of Death, Garth. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why? First this is of what, all, this is why Spike Killer Cross is so good. In kayfabe, Killer Cross kidnapped um, Sandman a week ago. What have he, what has he been doing for the last week? <laughs> has Sandman Just... not made a run for it in the whole week? I don't think he can. Like, uh, it's crippled. <laughs> He'd be more a waddle for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then he waterboarded the Sandman. And did the Sandman get a full wage back? Because there's no way of telling if it's the Sandman. I, I don't think it was, but, you know. Yeah. It was a good idea. And it was a good sort of plot point. And yeah, but also someone actually got waterboarded, Gaff. <laughs> this is like, this is building the feud, which I like. Um, and to be fair, that madman Fulton came across as an absolute monster. The, oh, those choke times he does are brilliant. They're building him well. Yeah. Probably he's a bit of a two-dimensional um, character. Oh, yeah, totally. But I like how Sam Callahan has to sort of rein him in. Yeah. Because he starts getting so aggressive. Yeah, he just pulls him over dreadlocks. So that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, this is a then we had... That was a good match. It yeah. was decent. But it was just a way to get those people in the match. Yeah. Um, Fulton hits his finisher for the win, which is... I it's, like that finisher. It's Crimson's old finisher. It's, well, it's thingies as well, isn't it? Corbin's. Didn't Corbin used to do it? Uh... No, Cor- it's the end of the day. So it's what Corbin still does. Only he still using it. He doesn't do the, like, the sidewalk slam bit. Oh, yeah, like... he just, aye. Just, just like the slam, like the face plant. Yeah, so like this is literally just Crimson's old finisher. Again, I know the bollocks <laughs> of TNA very well. Crimson. Um, they brought him back in the earlier this year. They did, but I don't even know. I think it was just on... The dark matches. It was a squash like match, wasn't it? Because they also brought Bram back for some unknown reason. It was. It, I don't know why. Must have needed bodies. Yeah. Um. Then we had Moose versus Dreamer. Which, like, yeah. Why? Is, um, why? Why? Is, Moose... like, Dreamer should not go as much offense as he should have. It's, it shouldn't be on these shows as much either. No. Um. What I did like is Moose came down looking again as always. Like a, like a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did that thing where he sort of um, offered the, the guy in the crowd the high five and then gave him the sort of screw you yeah. <laughs> sign that he does. Um, what got me about this Just was um, so John Carlos quit, keep keeping on going about how well Moose is paid. And considering your controversy, he just had a Scarlet Bordeaux who had to live with her parents and, take, and got advice to get a second job. Like yeah. one, my point is, do yeah. not contract wrestlers if you don't have enough to pay them a living wage. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, do a by appearance thing if you want, and then do the, give them like an indie fee. Do not fucking tie them down <laughs> if you're not <laughs> going to pay them. Another thing that sort of, and I don't know if this is a running thing in Impact, but they've never said it. But oh, most of these matches. Seemingly with no DQ. No, it has, there just... has to be because, like, otherwise there's no explaining half the shit Sabu gets away with. Because they're just like in this match, um, Dreamer just gets a chair out, and then he goes to hit Moose, and Moose sort of kicks him with it, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, and then obviously he starts the beat down, and then RVD comes flying down. And to be fair, that's the fastest I think I've seen RVD move in a long, long time. He sort of, he's, cause he sort of runs towards the ramp 
and, and like vaults over somebody's head. I know it was pretty good. Um, at the corner of the ramp. RVD and then does that, like did that RVD, sort of yeah. forward roll thing? Mm-hmm. Old RVD. Yeah, this was fine. We um, built up the feud. Fine. Again, it was an alright match. It was, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with Miz just destroying ECW guys. Like, and t- t- yeah. I hope it doesn't get ridiculous. Like, we run out of people. It's like it's now Moose versus the Blue Meanie. Like, I hope it. Yeah. Like, here's Moose versus Gene Snitsky. Um, <laughs> or versus the last ECW champion, Ezekiel Jackson. Um, oh wow. <laughs> um, but it was fine. It, it, it moves the story on. Yeah, you can see. See what's going to happen next. Um, but then we had sort of Taya offering uh, a title shot to Rosemary if she takes care of Jessica Havoc. Rose, Rosemary's promos for the last couple of weeks have been my favourite thing. Um, yeah. The one last week where she was like planting herself with Tibblemat children. And, like, oh, like, yeah. I've watched well, her. Like, she's just sort of sitting there. I've watched it like three or four times. It's a fucking great promo. It's because she's so. Uh, what's the word like? Not she, blase, but sort of. She has the aesthetic. Yeah, and she's just she's just sort of like looking at them, thinking you're just pathetic. No, exactly. <laughs> Rosemary's my favourite, but um, it was Jordan Gray, but then they started fucking jobbing her out to Madison Rain. So yeah, and now she's feuding with Kira Hogan. Um, and then we had. Quite, I thought it was quite a oh, good quickly, Johnny Impact promo. My favourite thing about this was she was like, oh, we'll see, see what the card say. And she was like, and Ty was like, um, I don't speak demon. She's like, <laughs> oh, yes. How do I put it in your language? Um, my people <laughs> will call your people. Now get out. Yeah. Like under the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and then um, there was also, what happened to you, Ty? You used to be an actual thunder god. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. She was a fucking thunder god once she came in. What happened? Well, she, what, she became this crappy heel character. She caught Slamidia. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. All, all those, like, adding in the slam thing is just ridiculous. Yeah. That was alright, but um, I actually like Johnny Impact's promo oh, here. Cause... I, I said this in the group chat. This new gimmick, uh, like this Hollywood starlet gimmick of Impact, really benefits the promos. It does, because. You can tell he is very, very cocky and confident. Yes, and also... And, uh, and it makes like, poor delivery make more sense when it's like when it's yeah. in, in this bad actor's head. If this is probably not how Johnny Impact is seeing it. If I don't see it like this, I'm going to hate Impact. Um, <laughs> I just enjoy it because he comes across... And he's, the best is when he goes to that... Uh, What's it called? Johnny Bravo? He's like, uh, I don't Johnny? Know, but it's been like two months. They need to, we need to really slam his name home because I don't... Because he's, like, he's like, Johnny, show him the X. Yes, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, this is the, probably the best Johnny Impact promo in ever, actually. This is probably his best ever promo. In a while, it was good. Um, it's basically saying he's going to cash in the X Division shot to take out um, Rich Swan. It's going to be a match with no psychology. <laughs> No, but it'll be a good match. <laughs> um, then we had Sue Young versus Taya. It was alright. It, wasn't, like it wasn't really a match. Um, then Havoc came in, caused for DQ, Rosemary came out yeah. and set up Monsters Bowl. Which, to be fair, for Havoc, Sue Young and Taya and Rosemary, it's probably the best for them. Yeah, it's going to be a good match. Yeah. I think. Um, well, it depends and, how much uh, we have to work with. Because like, in the Impact Zone, we had a lot of work to work with, which is why Monsters Bowls ended up being so good. 
Mm-hmm. Then you have like when Grado and Abyss had a monster's ball and it was shite. That so. was a joke, wasn't it? Um, I think it could be good. I mean, if Jim Mitchell's involved, it's his thing. I think it'd be fun. And I mean, Rosemary Havoc, they're pretty crazy. I think Sue Young's probably willing to go. No, Ty is, uh, Ty is willing to be nasty because um, yeah. Lucha Underground. So, mm-hmm. like, this is the best way to book these women. Um, Frank, it's a bit of a downgrade considering this time last year we'd have like Tessa Blanchard in the um, women's title role. But yeah, it, it's still it's good enough. I'm I'm fine. Very good. And then we had one of the worst promos I've heard in a while. Ace Austin. Oh man, who just he, sounded like it. He's, absolute. He's an indie geek. That's the thing. And indie geeks do not expect to cut promos. Yeah. And it was like, Impact will be the ace division. I mean, he made a good point. He says that he's never been pinned. He's never been beaten. Fair enough. That's not a good point. That's just saying a fact. It's just like, I've never been pinned. Well done. You've you, noticed that you haven't he, lost. He also hasn't won multiple, multiple uh, multi-man matches, <laughs> which he's been involved with. So, it was all right. He gives an open challenge. And to be fair, this was a surprise. I didn't, re- like, I didn't expect this, but... TJP came out. Yeah, he what? He reminds me a lot of. I don't know if you remember him, Garth Manic, back in the day. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was like a shit version of um, Suicide. Yeah, absolutely. He was in himself <laughs> a shit version of Tiger Mask. You know, someone's not going to realise we're joking, and it's going to be a smoky thing. Right now. <laughs> it's like, oh well, actually, TJ Perkins was Manic, as well as other but, wrestlers like Austin Aries and Christopher yeah. Daniels. It was um. It was a good match. Like Ace Austin's really good. It Obviously, good. TJP's it's good. Very. Sh- it but was, it was like five minutes or something. But it was another. It was a squash. Yeah, about that. Um, catching a hurricane runner into a powerbomb. Brilliant. Great stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, TJP back because he's. Um, per- yeah. Perkins is great. Really good. Um, um, if you don't believe me, watch oh, any of his matches in the classic or in Bowler. Actually, he had a really good match in Bowler against. Bobby wait, Fish. all his old uh, Impact Stroke TNA stuff. He was really good, and he yeah. was. About twenty-one-year-old or something, man. Um, just I I do wish he was manic because honestly, TJ Perkins is a bit of a he's another Ace Austin. Yeah, up, up and, yeah, and I think I just hope his fucking ego doesn't get him fired this time. Was he known for having a big ego? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why he left WWE. To be fair, he could be used better than he was being used in WWE, but everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently, just he had quite a lot of heat because of his attitude and his. I guess he had. A, if I remember rightly, he had a decent match with Shinsuke Nakamura on NXT TV. He had some good matches on there, uh, on like two or five and stuff. I mean, he was. Was he the first champion? Yeah, he was the first champion. Um, and he had a really good, uh, really good theme tune. <laughs> it was basically Wiley um, stage one for Mega Man two. <laughs> it's good um, so after that, we had the moment, this impact moment of the week. Which, which was, is from Slammiversary 12. It was years, It was Bully Ray versus... This is 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was good. I, I, I skipped mean, it. I don't know why you watch them. Because I like to remember. I like to remember, <laughs> I like to remember the good stuff. This was just off the heels of the Hogan era. This was alright, though. It was fun. It was... Um, this is the same Slammiversary see... where I think in the main event was a triple threat cage match between Lashley, Young, and Ares. Possibly, I can't remember. But I was like watching this one. It was where Bully, 
Bully Ray was doing his um, gimmick where he was pulling the, the uh, apron up mm-hmm. and like slamming people on the boards. He'd done it to Sting. He'd given a pile driver. He'd done it to... Had he done it to AJ? I can't remember. Um, yeah, but, he did, yeah, he did pull the boards up at AJ, but he never got the power driver on. Yeah, and Bobby Roode, I think, maybe. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember. But um, it was a good gimmick, because uh, you never you never normally saw that sort of But I was all about Ring of Honor at this stage, so I don't actually remember this match. <laughs> EC3, sort of, Bully Ray hasn't ready for the move. EC3 gets out of it. EC3 gets a bag and puts a load of shards of glass in the ring. For some fucking bizarre reason. We spent more time on this match than any of the other matches on the actual impact. I know. That's good. Um, but it was a good match, and then it's it's weird though watching it because obviously EC3 is WWE now. Bully Ray went back there, and then you had Rockstar Spud comes down, dressed like the sixties Joker, Got with the purple suit. Purple suit, green tie, and stuff. The best thing Rockstar did ever, ever did. He was chasing down AJ Styles when AJ walked off with the championship. <laughs> and like he literally just walked into he was walking into he walked into like a bar in Georgia started singing God Save the Queen on karaoke <laughs> I remember that and then um, <laughs> went to AJ Styles ha- his house the door was open he just opened it's like oh I love Georgia walks in a light turns on and AJ Styles just gives him like a no country for old no no like uh, well yeah like a no country for old man just like well boy we deal with house intruders two ways now I'm going to let you off nicely. <laughs> Go off to Dixie. Because it was when he was uh, Dixie's little lackey. Yeah. That, that's all he ever was up until he had a mini feud with Angle. It was good. It was. He was really good character. He really played the role well. Oh, he's a great comedic hero, yeah. Um, but uh, EC3 won the match and it was fine. It was, it was fun. Yeah. And then we had... <laughs> this was a really good... I thought this was a really good spot, actually. Uh... Eddie Edwards and Killer Cross just in the corridor fighting. <laughs> just and then what is it? Uh, is it Alicia comes out? Oh yeah, Alicia. No, Killer somewhere. Cross was in. Alicia was like, um, you are not chasing down Killer Cross. I will divorce you. Which she has said like at least once a Five month. Five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> once a month for the la- since Slammiversary last year. And then it's like sort of uh, he's beating the shit out of Killer Cross. Then Killer Cross gets up and there's just blood pouring out of his mouth. And then he just sort of goes, more. <laughs> Eddie Edwards just like stomps on him. Well, they make it look like he stomps on him. Um, just want to like wonder what's going to happen there. <laughs> oh, but they're, they're fighting at Planversary, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's just like, what's going to happen next week? Where, what state is he going to be in? He's going to get After water this water. absolute stomping. Yeah. Um, it was the Conan sec- um, segment after this, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, with the, uh, the Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoy the Rascal skits. I never remember what the fuck happened in them, but I do enjoy. It's them. fun because it's keeping it. It's keeping the the rivalry between Lex and Rascals. Got Both it. of them are sort of faces. Neither yeah. of them are really being heelish. Um, it's more like a sort of play on respect than we're going to beat your asses. It's like, oh, you came into our clubhouse. Don't ever do that. I'll come into yours and it's like. This match is going to go down. He's like, now pass me the, basically pass me the bong. And yeah. He's like, puff puff give. It's like, uh, which one of you has the stuff? And we all just sort of shrugged. It's almost like my uncle walked in on him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was fine. It was good. Um, 
Then we had Sammy on video saying he's going to treat Tessa as an equal and beat her to a pulp <laughs> at Slammiversary. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying that, that impact to introducing intergender stuff. I'm not a massive fan of how they're doing it because cause the way both Glenn Gilberti and Sammy Callahan are doing it are kind of domestic violency. Well, I think definitely Glenn Gilberti was, but I think Sammy Callahan's is more... Well, Sammy's, like, cr- Sammy's crazy, but the thing is, it doesn't help that he's from, like, Ohio. So, like, you can imagine that everyone in OVE does this to their wives anyway. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> but it's sort of like, yeah, well, okay, well, normally we would reserve this ass-kicking to men, but you want a piece of it, so let's do it. I guess. Um, I, 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 well, I do hope, and I think I said this on a podcast that didn't air, that um, they just abolish the knockouts division and have everything be... Um, gender non-specific and then like I don't think they, they won't but you know it's interesting I think I think I think it'll be a good match honestly do well, like, yeah, Sammy's a really good worker Callahan and Tessa who are both really good so it's mm-hmm. going to be a good match yeah and then the main event what did you think it was fine it didn't have enough time it was like 8 minutes or something yeah I really enjoyed it I thought it was like a really good sort of like a teaser to what all these people are capable of doing I guess but like a few hours before watching this I had seen the triple threat for stomping ground so I think that sort of put in my head so I don't know it it was a fine enough main event Um, it's not as good as the triple threat from a few months ago from a few weeks ago actually with uh, didn't have enough time did they didn't have enough time no like honestly we could have cut something and given this like 10 minutes like 5 10 extra minutes this just got, I think this got all of them over, like all of this, they didn't get all their stuff in per se, but it made them all look strong. Yeah, I guess. Um, Rich one is the one who definitely needs to win most out of all these people. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the finish, I thought the finish was really good where Impact hit the Spanish fly on Elgin, then Swan hits um, thingy with the 450 and gets the win. Yeah. So he sort of takes the win from under sort of Johnny Impact. Yeah, um, my yeah, there's nothing really wrong with this. I think also what didn't help for me was you saying it was an amazing main event. Uh, I think... Yeah, uh, maybe not, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, at I, no point... I enjoyed it. I, was, I wasn't bored, but like it wasn't long enough for me to get bored. So. No, that, well, that, that's the only problem, I think. It, it, it seemed like they had to condense a lot of it, but... I mean, the ending, sort of Swan got the win, and then there was a sort of... It was nice to see that the beatdown at the end didn't go the way you thought it was, and Swan actually turned it round. Yeah. Um, but then Johnny Bravo, Johnny Bravo comes back and hits him with the X. Yeah. Um, well, it was more so like Brian Cage came down to confront Elgin, didn't he? Because yeah. Elgin and Impact were arguing. Brian Cage came out, and to be fair, he got a massive pop. Well, yeah. Because I don't because all the way through died. the. Sh- well, all the way through the show, they were saying, next week, next week, he's going to be here. And they didn't ever be so here. So then they did the swerve, and all the fans loved it, and then he just came out powerbomb Michael Elgin, like, with ease. Well, yeah, um, they were, um, they're actually a tag team on the indies, uh, Elgin and Cage. No, Called the Unbreakable Effing Machines. Nice. I think, I, I generally think that'll be a really good match as well. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to see it. It's going to be, like, a big hat fight, and I love big hat fights. <laughs> but overall, another like another just 
solid. Good, fun show. Yeah, yeah. solid show. Um, nothing I'm, spectacular, but nothing really bad. I unfortunately g- might have to dr- drop him back soon for a few for the month of the G one. Uh, understandable. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not watching like fucking Ace Austin versus TJ Perkins when I could be watching <laughs> um, an Akada Tanahashi match. But the impact has been really fun. Like it's felt like old. Impact. It's a good like people want people want not too much won't listen. People don't seem to want to take a chance. It's a it is actually a decent alternative. Like on, to on, the it's, main. It's the closest to the WWE style that you're gonna get. Uh huh. But with actual stories that go week to week, and they tell them in a in a different way. I think they do it in a bit of, I think more of a dirty manner. It's, it's a bit of a. It can't decide what it is. It can't decide if it's like this legitimate sporting league with like Elvin yeah. and Cage at the top of it, or like if it's like Lucha Underground with like the Rosemary stuff, or if it's or if it's, or if it's like a little indie sort of fed thing. Yeah, with like Reactivision, or like even if it's like it's it's it just it needs to decide on its clear direction. Yeah, I agree with that. It's. It, it, I think. But then again. At the same time, I think it it does have something for every type of fan as well. It, ha- it has it's a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, that's it. Which is like I understand for you who doesn't have like a million hours in a week to watch all the wrestling of the world, it's great. It ticks all my boxes. <laughs> exactly, but like for someone like me who does, it's probably why I'm not as half as positive as you are because I'm watching like New Japan, which is ticking my box there. Or like for a good women's division, I've Stardom. Or for like good, um, no. Uh, like I watched loot some lucha, so like the Activision stuff gets t- like everything gets ticked for me before I've even gotten to Impact. Like Impact, yeah. I always watch Impact. So Impact's the day Impact's of kind of like like a highlights package. <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually better as a highlights package, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the paper is still fun. great though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Slammiversary. I'm really looking forward to Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. Um, you you were you you were watching Impact this time last year. Were you more hyped for this Slammiversary or last year's? I think last year's the build was bigger. I think you had Austin versus Impact build. No, which had that. Ban- that's Banford Glory last year. It was Banf- oh, yeah, Aries Banf- versus oh. Moose last year. Oh no, man! Last year was um, Callahan versus Penta. Uh, Penta. I can't see anything yeah, topping that really, uh, from what you've told. I haven't seen the no. match, but I've heard. I keep hearing it's like a match of the it. year. It was like your match of the year last year, wasn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, it was up there with one of the NXT matches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Impact's. It had a little lull, but it's back on track, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be It could be there. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Um, it, it sounds like I was shitting on Impact. I'm not. It's just I watch a lot more wrestling than <laughs> Garth because Garth has like a life outside of wrestling, which you know, oh, I ha- I have to have a job and be a father to my children. No, you don't. But um, <laughs> wow, I'm an actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> match of a week, Garth. What? Is um, it? I don't know because I haven't really watched that much stuff other than Impact. I think it's been um, a slow week, but I'm still sort of spoiled for choice. <laughs> it's been a few. Do you, do you what, Gav? It's been a few weeks since we've done this, so just pick anything from the last three weeks. I can't remember what happened last week. There was a really good match last week. What on? Um, on Impact. I can't remember what it was. Oh. Uh, Brain's so fuzzy. 
Sure. Well, what did happen in Impact? Oh, LAX was, I laugh, was... was laughing. No, I wasn't. I was going to say that that was a really good match. Actually, I'm going to say that because I really enjoyed it and I laughed at the end. <laughs> nice. Um, now, it was, I, I, I threw this last minute before realising a lot has happened the last three weeks. Um, I'm going to discount New Japan stuff because me and Rob already covered that. I'm going to say um, one of them is Tam Nakano versus Arisa um, Hoshikai. I, I'm still learning the name from Stardom for the... Um, for, what one is it? It's the White Belt, the... Goddess of Star... No, that's the six-man belt. There's so many fucking belts. It, the Wonder of Stardom Championship. It was great, really hard-hitting. Um, you remember, uh, the closest thing I can think of it. You remember a- how AJ Lee was so small that once you yeah. get hit like so- by something, she'd crumple like paper and it would be <laughs> disgusting. That's yeah. what Tam Nakano is, except Tam Nakano is like five foot one. <laughs> so, nice. so, like, it's like that. Um... Also, the six man um, that I watched today um, was really good, and also the two and two with Starlight Kid and um, Mayo Iwatani versus um, I can't remember who and B Priestley. They had a really good sequence with Mayo and Priestley. Um, sorry to take you down this really weedy path, Gar. Um, I'd also say agree with the LAX thingy match. That was really good. Um, been a solid few weeks, hasn't it, girl? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm just gonna discount New Japan stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like when suddenly you know when like you ask what your favorite book is, and like you suddenly you, you forget every book you have ever read. Uh, yeah, I probably couldn't think of that right now. <laughs> yeah, or like favorite movie of all. Actually, no, you always. I, I'm pretty sure you have like a stock answer for your favorite movie. Um, probably. Interchangeable, yeah. but Godfather 2 will be up there. Yeah, um, for me, it's Thomas and Magic Railroad or Pro- uh, Pokemon the first movie. But anyway, uh, <laughs> see, I'm joking because if I told Garth an actual answer, he'd be mad at me. But anyway, that has been the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, Rob should be back next week, hopefully. And um, back together again. How was the last time we were all in a podcast? Honestly, probably about a month. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, it's it, it, it's it's probably because it's the end of the school year and Rob is a teacher. Um, and to be fair, <laughs> that means you're about to be really busy because your kids will be off school. Yep. We can't win. We can't win. Next week will be what? Double or nothing? Um, no, well, no. Oh, fight, fight fest. Fight fest. Um, it's basically just going to be fight fest and impact next week. Yeah. Maybe I can sure. sneak in some stardom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, I've been Chris. You can follow me at Candy Chris ninety seven. Where can we get you, Gaff? At Gothamania. <laughs> um, we can get Podmania on every the guy at the start told you just rewind. It'll probably give us an extra listen. Uh, just listen to the whole thing again because let's face it, we're better than Free Irish Boys. You can suck my pole, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob. Um, what's his name? Josh. Not you, though. <laughs> Not you, though, um, guy I had on. You were perfectly lovely. Um, what was your name? You were... It's called James. James, you're, you're really nice and also six foot seven. I would not mess with you. Um... <laughs> oh, God. It's like a... It's like a... Pod me in your... feud. Oh, she starts off with some fire, bro. Uh... <laughs> anyway, 
Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans...